Welcome to the Roadmap from Auto Finance News. Since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. It's Monday, September 20th, and I'm Amanda Harris, Associate Editor of Auto Finance News. I'm joined today by my fellow Associate Editor, Whitney McDonald, and our Editor, Joey Pozzolato. Uh, this is our weekly wrap on what happened in auto finance for the week ending September 17th, 2021. Uh, before we start, uh, as always, I want to thank Auto Finance News advertisers, Alpha, DeFi Solutions, Equifax, and Walters Kluwer, for the continuing support. Uh, first, in some general automotive news, uh, Sunil Paul, lauded as one of the pioneers of the ride-sharing concept, has launched Spring Free EV, a fintech focused on tackling the high upfront costs of electric vehicles. So Spring Free's approach of, offer, of offering financing and charging a fee per mile of use uh, aims to make costs for EVs either equal to or lower than traditional gas cars. Uh, the business contracts with electric car manufacturers such as Tesla and Nissan Motor Company to acquire EVs in bulk. Then they supply them to small and medium-sized fleet managers who pay based on the mileage purchase agreement. That's definitely an interesting concept coming into the EV market. Also, uh, auto production projections too are something to keep an eye on amid the ongoing chip shortage. The forecaster IHS market this week slashed its production forecast for this year by 6.2% or about 5 million vehicles. Uh, they also lower the projection for next year by 9.3% or 8.4 million cars and trucks. Uh, this is the largest single adjustment to the outlook in the past nine months. At the same time, uh, production at U.S. factories, uh, which was hindered by Hurricane Ida, was projected to rise less than forecast in August by just 0.2%. Uh, so inventory is definitely something that is still a high concern in the industry. Uh, turning to vehicle finance, uh, this week painted a picture of how credit unions are dealing with current market conditions. Uh, so Whitney, I know you had um, some talks with some, some credit union groups this week. Uh, so what were some of the takeaways uh, from your discussions? Yes, last week we were able to take a credit union pulse. We saw some trends that were in line with the industry and other others unique to the credit union. So one thing that we saw kind of that was opposite of the rest of the industry is credit unions are continuing to tighten underwriting standards. So just kind of as COVID continues to present risks, um, unknown things going on in the market, and especially as stimulus checks kind of run out, Credit unions are continuing to keep up a guard, just kind of preparing for those payments to not be so easily made by consumers. On the other hand, those high, uh, those stimulus checks have allowed consumers to make payments. Um, and as those stimulus checks have helped them make payments, um, we've seen higher FICO scores, which have led to good things for consumers, including um, the ability to refinance their vehicles. So not only do they want to refinance their vehicles, but they're able to. So in the second quarter um, of this year, credit unions saw FICO scores up to 741, which is higher than the industry standard. So that spike in refinance um, has led to kind of an industry trend that we have been seeing. So credit unions are kind of similarly wanting to increase technologies. So as consumers want to refinance, they're looking into more technological advancements that will allow for a more simplified advancement 
to allow those refinancing. So not having to them all manually, but kind of leaning on the AI and automation that we're seeing in the rest of the industry. And then one thing interesting that we heard in our interview last week with CU Direct's Chief Revenue Officer was this is gonna be a continued trend and that it's not gonna happen overnight and some credit unions are gonna be quicker than others, but even if it's just as little as adopting e-sign or like this, ad adopting an advanced um, refinancing technology, we're gonna be seeing it continued and, and there's gonna be a consumer demand. People want more online options. So we're, we're seeing that from credit unions and we're gonna continue following them. Great, perfect. We appreciate that um, update on credit unions. Definitely an area that we'll keep following uh, for sure. And also this week, uh, Joey, you attended the Finnovate conference. Uh, so what were some of the trends and updates that stood out from you um, from your time there? Yeah, I mean, I think it intersects uh, really well with what Whitney was just talking about. Um, you know, one thing that struck me at, at the conference uh, was JP Morgan's uh, head of fintech said that, um, you know, kind of the next big paradigm in financial services is really like the platforms platform. And he pointed to Uber as like a prime example to that. And what a platforms platform is, is just the intersecting of a bunch of different platforms, right? If you think about Uber, and I'm just paraphrasing him here, right? That's, that's a, um, you know, a map platform and a messaging platform and then a payments platform all rolled into one to provide a, a specific service. You know, in this case, it would be ride sharing. Um, and he, he's, he's of the opinion that that's kind of where, um, you know, like fintech and financial services is headed. And, you know, I, I only sat in on, on the demos for a single day, um, I, so I missed about half of them. But out of the 35 demos that I saw, um, that was kind of, you know, the asterisk behind all of them, right? They're, they're all looking to interconnect, like, the different portions of, like, the banking experience like the financing experience whether it be you know autos or um, personal loans or even investment technology they're all leaning on ai automation and some form of like api connectivity or other ways to connect um, these different stacks to you know build a better experience for the consumer one but also to you know increase banks ability to and and lenders ability really to market their products and services more um directly to consumers that are actually qualified for them. Um, so this, this went all across, uh, across the board. And, you know, one thing it kind of, um, you know, struck me was, you know, and, and I believe a couple months ago, I think in, in June or July, you spoke with Toyota Financial Services CIO Vipin. And immediately um, one thing I was thinking about was like the inherent risk that this poses, right? As you stack technology upon technology, it's on lenders to kind of, um, make sure, you know, they don't just have one provider anymore uh, to, to worry about, right? They have to worry about their provider's provider in this brand new supply chain uh, that's been created by these tech stacks. So I think as we, um, you know, continue to see like the industry evolve with, with new technologies and, and increased uh, automation and increased um, reliance on artificial intelligence and alternative data, lenders are really going to have to be or they're going to have to exercise their due diligence a lot more when thinking about these new partnerships. Yeah, that's um, come up in a couple of different conversations I've had recently. Um, going back, I think it was in June, talked with Vipin Gupta um, at TFS, and he called it, you know, fourth party and fifth party risks now. So you always think of like your first party and yourselves, and then uh, third party is pretty normal in the industry too. But 
if you keep adding more players, you do have to kind of think about making sure that, you know, the fintechs that you partner with, that they're doing things the right way. Um, that came up recently in a compliance conversation I had too of, you know, as more and more of these partnerships are formed, um, that's, you, you know, it's going to, on the end of the day, it's going to be on the lender to make sure that everything that they are doing is in compliance because the regulators are going to come to them um, more than they would come to like a third party that they're working with. Uh, there are some cases where it might be that the vendor's been messing up for a while and it's uh, impacting multiple lenders. And in that case, they might bear the brunt of that responsibility. Uh, but for the most part, it's going to be on the lenders. So even if it's something you're doing through a vendor, through someone else, um, it really is going to be on you to make sure that they're still doing um, things that are in line with the same, you know, regulations that you would be held to as the lender, because at the end of the day, you're going to be the one getting in trouble if um, something is off. So definitely a kind of, um, to be sure, uh, something to think about as more of these partnerships form and, and companies want to do more new things that they haven't really been doing um, in the past. So. Right. And I think that hints really nicely at Whitney's story that's going to be coming uh later today about, you know, disparate impact um, with, with auto dealers and really like the buck stops always with auto lenders. And I mean, at the end of the day, no matter what regulation you're talking about, um, it, it always stops with auto lenders. So, so like, like you mentioned, um, you know, it's definitely top of mind for the industry right now. And um, it's top of mind for us too, clearly. <laughs> Absolutely. Great. Well, you kind of put a little bit about um, what we have coming this week. Uh, we also have some more exciting power sports news to come and some more updates from dealerships and a look at vehicle price trends. Uh, so make sure you stay tuned this week for those stories. Um, and as a reminder, the Auto Finance Summit returns October 27th through 29th in Las Vegas. Um, we're really excited to bring that back this year. Um, we have a really great speaker faculty lined up. Um, lots of great topics too, very timely. Some of them we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. Uh, we'll get more in-depth coverage there. So make sure you check out autofinancesummit.com to learn more and to register. Um, and as always, I want to hear from you. Uh, you can rate the roadmap on whichever platform you use to listen to this podcast and follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Uh, thank you for joining us on another episode of The Roadmap. We'll see you online at autofinancenews.net and here next time.